Live on SEN Top End, 16.11am. This is Fridays in the Top End with Jackson Clark, Raf Clark and Rob Hale. For Rain and Horn Darwin, finding a place to write your next chapter. Welcome back to SEN's Fridays in the Top End. In the studio with Robbie Hale and Raf Clark. My name is Jacko. Look, it's been an interesting start to the NTFL Women's Premier League competition. The big chatter during the week, I suppose, involved the state of the Wanderers Football Club. So they have suffered back-to-back 40-goal losses over the past two weeks. A fortnight ago against Nightcliff, the Eagles were defeated 40-goal 16, 256-0. And then last week, St Mary's won 40-goal 12, 252-0-0. Um, the Eagles were 172 points down at half-time last Sunday with the last half shortened. So... Could have been worse, really. I don't know what the record score is in women's football Australia-wide, but I, think, I thought it was in danger last week and it probably would have been if that game wasn't shortened. Um, certainly not about making fun of the predicament that the team is in. You know, congratulations and well done to the players, coaches and volunteers that continue fielding a team each week. Maybe they're enjoying the camaraderie and the social benefits to playing and, and you know, they might say, hey, we don't need your concern and all that sort of stuff. But it doesn't look great when you have a Premier League competition and one that's a really good standard attracting AFL-level players. Like Daniel Ponte is going to play in this competition later in the year and you've got one team that basically is 300 points worse than, than the top teams. Yeah, I'll, give, um, I'll just give a bit of a briefing as well just so Raf's up to date. Um, you know, there's also there's been chatter, Raf, that there's clubs that have 120 women signed up. So if those clubs should give Wanderers a couple of players, and that's deemed, and I think that's a bit, that's something we can discuss. Um, timing and shorter game on the weekend. So, like, I think the Saints women finished at 15, 16 minute mark. So they didn't actually get a full game. People wouldn't know that, that weren't at the Oval, and it hasn't been mentioned. So St. Mary's probably lost another 30 or 40 points of percentage that they could have got because what happened there is is the timing for all the goals because it's play on mm. uh, time on that takes minutes so that was going to push the men's game back too yeah. long because of the broadcast and, that yeah because be. of the broadcast yeah. right oh, so and then you also got the other factors talking about the mercy rule there is actually three divisions of women's football there's actually I think there's 12 teams in total um, and then your Facebook comments um, on your post Jacko that's um there's some interesting ones there I mean I don't. We don't want to name anyone or do anything like that, but... Um, well, we can. I mean, we don't have to name them, but we can nah. talk about it. It's not like it's a secret. These weren't private messages. These were public okay, comments. Okay, yeah, exactly. Um, I think any aspect of thinking it's good or it's all good over there is it, it can't be. I just mm. don't see it. Um, we got three divisions. You can't have a women's Premier League side. When we're trying to fight for this equality with men's and women's football, there's got to be an expectation, mm. um, bottom line for mine. Um, Mercy rule, I just don't... I'm not a fan of that. No, nah, I'm when not a fan three of the divisions, Mercy rule at, pr- at Premier League level. Yep, and now it's to the point where the women are having... St. Mary's women had less time last last week. Mm. And then the comments about gloating or celebrating, why wouldn't you? I'm yeah. just, it's, I just... That amused me. Like, you're playing Premier League football, guys. Mm. You should celebrate your big wins. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think there's any, like oh, let's put the forward line players in the back line and stuff like that. Like, if, if Emma Stark had kicked 10 goals to half-time, let her kick 20. You know, it's um, mm. it's, it's senior football. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Does something does it have to change? Like, what are the negatives to it? Clearly, it's, it sounds like an obvious discussion between us two, but for those who are listening um, who may not sort of, you know, care too much, like, is there what's the negative? If they're, if they're happy playing and the coaches are going to rock up every week and the volunteers are going to rock up every week, you know, what, what, what's, what's wrong with them going out there and losing by 40 goals? 
just doesn't look great. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting one, and uh, it was something I was surprised to see. Um, but yeah, then then again, like you know, what do you bring in? What do you? How do you help? But yeah, you know, if there's women that are in playing in lower divisions that you know think they're good for Premier League, um, you know, whether you know you can change mid-season or you know mm. ask players to come and join you. And, but if they don't want to go and play for you, then that's you know clearly their decision. Um, you don't want to force people to have to go and help a team. Um, I wouldn't even think that I don't was think an that appeals there. Like, yeah, I don't exactly. think it's like, so, you know, um, you might get someone leaving, say, a Palmerston, or, yeah. you know, sorry, someone leaving a Waratah to play Premier League footy at Palmerston in the yeah. men's Premier League, but I can't see anyone leaving that, say, a part of that Pints, you know, Division 2 team going to Wanderers just yeah, for Premier League just opportunity. just to play Premier League opportunities. So, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult um, one to talk about, I guess. But um, no, you know, I remember when I started playing senior footy um, and Wanderers men were going through the sort of a similar situation. I remember running out um, and watching the Wanderers reserves run off and then we were doing our warm-up and about six of their players mm. had to run back out and, and play. So, you know, it's tough times come and go um, for a lot of teams. And um, yeah. well, The Buffaloes yeah. were there too. Yeah, but they that's the thing. And um, But, yeah, hopefully it's, um, you know, it's only for this... Or hopefully it's not the whole season and, and they start, you know, they've got a camaraderie. They're turning up every week. They're going to play, um, you know, and keep turning up. So, you know, some some... Some luck's going to come. Um, I think you're going to get better and stronger. and um, So hopefully they, whether they win a game or they can reduce the scores, um, that's probably going to be the big positive and, and you know, something for Wanderers to, yeah. to look forward to. My, my only issue with that, and that was brought up on the Facebook stuff, is that even myself coming from a junior coaching background, some people just aren't up to it. So like, if you're going to go and play all these kids, like you're going to play players and say it's a development phase, there's probably 10 players that probably wouldn't be no matter you could get Craig McRae in to coach mm. I think they sacked the coach last week but if you get Craig McRae in to coach I can guarantee you the results won't change too much no there's there's de- definitely levels of talent um, yeah that probably goes into all divisions and all grades as well doesn't it it's not it's not just you know well, they've lost a lot of good players yeah, so, and they've lost a, got a lot of good players as well unfortunately um, lost a couple to Saints haven't they I think they've lost some to Saints some lost one juniors, to Buffs yeah. do you um, think is there an issue with players, like, do we still have that same, hey, it's, it's Premier League footy, it's serious footy when it comes to recruiting in the off-season? Like, is it is it fair game if you're a club like, say, not winning the Premiership, if you're a club like, you know, St Mary's, they need a couple of good players just, just to, to beat pints, say, are they allowed to go and raid Wanderers? I'm not saying they have done that, but hypothetically speaking, can clubs go raid the carcasses of some of these teams that are struggling at the moment? Yeah, well, I think it's... Um, like, is that against the spirit of the game or is it senior footy? You can always ask someone a question when you see him down the street. So, uh, what are you doing for footy this year? Do you, do you want to come and have a kick with us? Like, we're, we're going to be putting together a pretty good side. We'll probably see a spot for you. I, I don't see anything wrong against that. But if you're going and, you know, really hunting people, that's probably where you go, hey, hang on a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. If no, it's definitely not what you want to see to some level but you can't really how do you stop it when there's no point system or anything that like that where you can't take say more than five from the one team or something well, I think they have that rule yeah and I think well, that yeah, the, the point system yeah. would be, definitely be something that can help that out um, whether that has to be a system that's brought into the women's um, it's probably a, another whole chat again down down the line um, it that could we be have something that happens next year yeah as soon as next year because considering um, yeah considering what's been happening I just think it's a chance because it looks like, um, I, I, like I said, I haven't seen the, the footy this year, and um, it looks like there's probably two or three powerhouse teams in the women mm. comp, and the rest are sort of be, 
probably even or fall away pretty quickly. Well, there's, a, a big golf, there's a big golf between the best teams and the worst teams. Yeah. Like, Wanderers aren't the only team getting smacked. I think yeah. Tiwi are struggling a bit and Districts are struggling a bit, aren't they, at the moment? So, um, yeah, it's just a bit of an up-and-down yeah. comp, a bit topsy-turvy. But it's still going to be hot at the top. Like, it's going to be really, really competitive for that flag. It's going to be a good comp. The final's going to be great. Um, but we're going to see some smacking throughout the year. I which... just, yeah, and no, I don't think, like... Um, What's the beeping sound? Yeah, I just... I don't think it's going to happen. The league aren't going to go and, you know, distribute, change up the way the structure is now. No, yeah. they're exactly not going right. Yeah, so I don't think that's going to happen. And um, yeah, 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 it's awesome to see. So, like the men's competition has become so competitive and so even. So hopefully, you know, in the in the years to come, or even next mm. year straight away, or even the second half of this comp for the women's um, starts to become a bit more. Bit more yep. even, which is hard to see, but you know that's what we want to see, and we want to see everyone being competitive every week and putting your best. You got to put your best team out, obviously, but if you're not up to it, like you said, Rob, then you know that's that's something you got to work on and, and build. Can I just do one for example? Because I've just done some research. So 2012, you know, Buffaloes did have a year, a bad year. They didn't win any games in the men's prem. So last round 18, they lost 240 to 39, and in that list, there's only two or three players that played that day for Buffs. That, we were successful. No, nah, we are successful in that 2015 year that played. Oh, 2017 year? Yeah. No, 17 year. So if you're going to be saying, I just think if you're going to be saying players that, you know, developing, I think just the list isn't there. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's not, I think that's just the, not cop out, but the easy thing to say when your team's getting smacked to say, oh, it's a development year or we're playing younger players, where realistically you might be playing players that will never be up to it. Um, I think the big changes, so Wanderers, the biggest changes that will come for teams like that and the biggest changes that came for Buffaloes 10 years ago and allowed them to start becoming yep. more competitive will happen off the field. So um, appointing key personnel in coaching positions and appointing key personnel you know, off the club or, or even recruiting players and things like that, that's going to help drive Wanderers back up the ladder. I think so. Plenty more Women's Premier League stuff, though, before we go to a break. Emma Stark kicked 10 goals last weekend in that big win for St. Mary's. Last year, the talented teenager became the youngest ever elite AFL umpire when she did an AFLW game. I think it was Essendon Hawthorne from memory, but she's kicked 19 goals in three games, so starting really, really well. Well done to Cassie Henderson from Pint, who played her 150th NTFL Women's Premier League game last weekend. She has been a champion of the NTFL since starting with Nycliffe, now a two-time premiership captain with the Queen Ants. And an interesting result last Friday night with the Buffets defeating Palmerston by 30 points. I believe a tip you didn't quite get, so maybe an upset. You know more about the Women's Premier League competition than I do. But, of course, the Buffets were heavily bolstered by some key players like... 36-year-old Courtney Wakefield, who has recently retired from the AFLW, and she was a star at that level, two-time Richmond leading goal kicker and all-Australian selection. So she kicked seven goals, seven out of nine, mind you, so a very dominant performance there. Western Bulldogs VFLW player India Barker has been really, really good for the Buffs. Uh, Steph Williams, straight off an AFLW list as well, has been really good. Lucy Lewis, Molly Althouse, and Bianca Stokes had strong games last weekend. Marika Carlton continues to impress for Carlton. Sorry, for Carlton. Carlton. <laughs> Marika Carlton, mate, she would impress for Carlton. Chuck her in there now, I reckon. She kicked all four of Palmerston's goals last That's weekend, impressive. and she's just doing it all, really. It's going to be... She's going to be a fun player to watch until she gets picked up in the AFLW, which is just about a certainty in my opinion. Yeah. And a big shout-out to, to Dom Carbone, a Buffett's player who has worked really, really hard and got an AFLW opportunity again last weekend at her new club, the Bulldogs. So well done to Dom Carbone putting in the work there. 
Plenty more to come here uh, at SEN Fridays in the top end. We're going to talk about all of this weekend's NTFL action. Hopefully joined by Shannon Rusker soon and then everything else. We might even get a bit of an insight into Raf Clark's USA trip. So let's see how that goes. Stay with us at Fridays in the top end.